Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. My name's Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers. I'm the Acquisitions Manager here, and we have a market update time. Another market update. You know as much as I do how much I enjoy sharing the latest data for Brisbane and also helping our listeners to understand what we are observing on the ground. And this month um, is not going to disappoint for those that are looking for the update of all of the latest because um, we've unpacked all of the data and um, some would say good news for Brisbane property owners in that um, we've now seen the second consecutive month of um, small price increments once again. So those uh, median value changes that have been declining since June last year, when we hit the market peak, uh, that trend has reversed. And we're gonna unpack the reasons why that might be happening here in Brisbane um, and share all of the other data with you today. Yeah, I know that as we said before, a lot of work goes into these market updates and um, they are, Probably the most popular um, of our episodes um, through the podcast. People love getting the market update and all the information just to see what's actually happening, not just in the data, but actually what we can help out with what we're seeing on the ground as well, live here in um, in Brisbane. Yeah, I think a lot of people um, ask us, have been asking us and, and want to know, when are we reaching the bottom of the market? A lot of people try to time their property purchase. Um, and unfortunately, what we always say is you never know when the bottom of the market actually hits until you're looking in the rear view mirror. And for those that truly want to know, the data is now suggesting that we hit the bottom of the market earlier this year in in the first couple of months of 2023. Um, if you're a regular podcast listener, you will have heard our commentary from the beginning of January, where we started to share information about what we were seeing on the ground. And that was that the buyer volume was increasing at the same time as the supply numbers, that's the number of properties that were available for sale um, was declining. And obviously when you get an imbalance of supply and demand, you actually get that, um, that upward pressure on prices. Uh, now, when we're looking at data, we always talk about the data being the settled sales information. So what we see on the ground is always ahead of the data um, and settled sales in Brisbane, anywhere from 30 to 60 days generally. So that's the time frame that it takes for the data to filter through and become um, a settled sale number and therefore a data point. So the fact that the data showed that we hit the, um, the bottom of the market, if you like, in uh, in February, March um, indicates that it's in line with what we were seeing back in January where the market was picking up and those contracts that were being entered into at that time were at a price that was slightly higher than the contracts that were being entered into in December. That's reflective in the data based on median trends. And as a general overview, overview before we before we jump into it, um, listing numbers are definitely low. Auction clearance rates, clearance rates are pretty strong, um, still still good. Buyer activity is very high. Um, we're seeing house and unit values on the up and um, good yields, good strong yields. Keeping in mind also, when we look at um, April, um, we did have a lot of inter interruptions here, um, especially in Queensland, um, where we have those extra sort of holidays, obviously the normal ones of, of Easter and Anzac Day, they, they throw in early in May, that, that May holiday we have, but um, a few interruptions in the market where we've had a few long weekends and a, and a few public holidays along the way. 
And let's not forget in April, that was the month when the Reserve Bank of Australia opted to maintain interest rates at their current, or sorry, at their at the standard rate at that time. Since then, there has been a further 0.25% increase. But we do believe that that rate hold in April actually provided a level of confidence for buyers that reignited some interest in, in properties. Uh, some of the lending data now suggests that, um, you know, more people are preparing to borrow. So that's also an indication of potentially the demand that is yet to, to hit the market. But, um, you know, I think that any change in interest rates where we are um, assuming that the market has peaked in terms of that interest rate cycle is going to fuel that demand back into the property market because buyers want certainty in terms of what their costs will be. And, and remember, we've spoken about this a number of times in the podcast, not all buyers have been impacted in the same way, those that are on higher incomes that can still, you know, borrow money at higher interest rates to buy the type of property that they're looking to purchase um, have been much less impacted than those on lower incomes who may be now priced out of the purchasing market. So new listings tightened again um, during April, <coughs> pardon me, according, according to CoreLogic. Um, so new listings were down negative 22.5% compared to the same period last year. And yeah, at the same time, the volume of sales across Brisbane also declined 22.3% over the last 12 months. So it's interesting that those two data sets sort of um, align in terms of the, the rate or the, the magnitude of the decline. It suggests that for every new listing that becomes available, there is a buyer and that buyer is, is transacting. Um, we have seen that the total listing volumes um, change uh, much, much less than the new listings. So that suggests that there's still a lot of stale listings that are sitting on the market. And we're not, um, you know, we, we've always indicated that those properties that are B and C grade properties, they are sitting on the market. Demand for um, quality is high, but demand for you know, a lack of quality in the market has has really diminished and those properties that may be flood impacted, for example, or sitting on main roads or um, in less desirable parts of a suburb, they're taking a lot longer to sell. Um, and that's also reflected in the, the total listing um, data. That said, total listings are still well down on the five-year average here in Brisbane um, at the same time that demand is elevated. So um, new listings definitely trending um, a lot lower uh, 22% less than this time last year. Um, sales volumes also down about the same rate compared to 12 months ago, um, but total listings um, relatively the same as 12 months ago. Also back in April, um, the Queensland government introduced their changes to the frequency the landlords can increase the rent um, on their investment properties. So as of 1st of July, they're not permitted to increase the rent um, in, in a new lease. Um, less than 12 months. So basically every 12 months is when they can reassess that and increase the rent side of things. Um, that was backwards and forwards a little bit, but that was actually brought in in April as well. And look, you know, it's important for people to understand that any proposed changes um, by governments, it can in, it impact on the, the sentiment of investors getting into the market. Of course, we saw those proposed land tax changes. In fact, they were legisla legislated land tax changes here in Queensland. Um, it really did impact on the number of investors um, that, that sold out of the market. Um, and in fact, we're recording a podcast with Tim Lawless um, from CoreLogic, which will dive into that information in more detail. That podcast is coming soon. So, soon. so um, hope you look forward to that one. But 
on top of that, we've we've since had discussions around rental price caps. Now that hasn't been introduced, but the frequency of um, when landlords can put their rent up has changed, um, and that is now a minimum of every twelve months. So, you know, all of these things that that try to control how a landlord um, is able to um, to use their asset that they own, it can impact on the sentiment and confidence for consumers that are looking to invest. And of course, that's had a significant impact on the demand. Sorry, on the uh, purchasing um, appetite for investors in the Queensland market. And as a result, the volume of investment properties that, have avail that are available has diminished and, and we find ourselves in a rental crisis, um, partly because of those reasons. And, and despite that, um, we're still seeing a lot of buyers out and about. So on the weekend, um, there's it, it a lot of activity, buyers are out in high, high volumes, um, open homes, a lot of numbers going through them, auctions, we'll go through some on the ground, as I, as I mentioned earlier, towards the end of this. Um, but the auction clearance rates and, and the buyers are out and about in numbers as well. And if we look at clearance rates as reported by Domain, you may recall last month um, for the month of March, we saw an average clearance rate across Brisbane of 53%. Um, up till the end of April, that increased to an average clearance rate of 62%. Um, so that is actually you know, a, a big shift in demand or rather a big shift in those clearance rates. Uh, we always talk about the fact that clearance rates are not always an indicator of um, the market as such. Sometimes, you know, we're seeing the volume of registered bidders increase month to month, which is an indication of the number of buyers that are willing to buy under auction conditions. But sometimes it's that seller's motivation to let a property go that prohibits a sale from taking place. Where there's concern for us is when you turn up to an auction and there's no registered bidders, that's an indication of low demand um, and therefore a change in the, the sentiment on the ground. But when you turn up and there's multiple registered bidders and it does not sell, generally that's more of an indication of seller's confidence to let a property go at the price that the market is willing to pay. Cool. So let's jump into some um, property values. So if we, if we start with the dwelling values in Brisbane. Yeah, so we've had a turnaround in the quarterly growth for Brisbane dwelling values. That's now positive. So in the last three months, we've actually seen quarterly growth in Brisbane increase 0.1%. Over the month of April up to the 30th of the month, 0.3% um, increase in dwelling values. So um, the median value for a Brisbane dwelling is now $6,945 more than just one month ago. So that is the change over a four-week period that we've observed based on on this small increment. And if you compare, that was all through CoreLogic? Correct. Um, and then if you go to have a look at PropTrack. Yes, you'll recall we like to, you know, provide details of both data sets. PropTrack confirmed the same trend. So 0.14% uh, increase in dwelling price um, growth over the month of April. And, you know, that is also showing the positive trend continuing, um, which is also a reflection of what we have been seeing on the ground over the last quarter. A little one one part I do like to have a look at occasionally as well is that the segmentations and I find, I find that quite interesting just to see how that has changed in the past. Um, so can you just run through some of the breakdown of that segmentations? Yes, when we look at the top 25% of property values, um, the middle 50% of property values and the lowest 25% of property dwellings in Brisbane, we can see that there's been a um, more of a decline in property values in the top end compared to the lower end. 
Um, one thing that could explain this is that this is all dwellings data. And as you know, if you're a regular podcast listener, we've seen stronger growth in the unit segment of the market than we have in the housing segment of the market. And when we look at the median value for a unit that sits in the lowest 25% of dwelling values when we combine that with dwellings data. So it's always important to understand the data that you're looking at. Um, but when we, sh when we look at the lowest 25% of property values, um, when we're looking at dwellings data, um, there has been a quarterly decline in values of negative 0.6% in that segment of the market in Brisbane over the last quarter, compared to the top 25% of property values that showed a median price decline of negative 2.1% across the same period. It's really important to understand. And if you are interested in a deeper dive into the price segmentation, I encourage you to tune into our up and coming episode uh, with Tim Lawless that um, we're going to explore that in more detail. There'll be a lot of data going on in that uh, in that podcast, I'm sure. And I'm not sure how many words I'll actually get in, but it'll be a really, really interesting and a exciting podcast to bring to everyone, our listeners as well. So if we jump and break it down now into the house prices. Yes, obviously dwellings data is representative of everything that sells, but it's important to break it down into the housing market and the unit market. So quarterly house prices in Brisbane, according to CoreLogic, still down negative 0.1%. But when we look at the trend monthly, um, that has been increasing. And in fact, in April, we saw growth in the housing sector in Brisbane of 0.2%. Very small growth, but um, it does show that the trend is increasing month on month, um, especially off the back of last month where it was 0.1%. And the, the median house price there then, Greater Brisbane, 781,881, which is 9,861 more than last month. And I think that's the important number to take away. When we're looking at you know, a very small change in property values um, of 0.2%. But when we apply that to the median value, uh, we're just under $10,000 worth of change in a month. That is, um, it does become significant for people that are, you know, looking to buy and perhaps delaying their decision because of the uncertainty um, around interest rates or, you know, consumer confidence or whatever that uncertainty might be. Um, sometimes when you see that the bottom of the market may have passed, um, really quantifying and understanding um, the opportunity cost of delaying a decision, if it is indeed your intent to buy, um, can, can help you to become more confident to move forward, especially when market conditions are showing that, um, you know, we have potentially passed the, the worst of market conditions. That's pretty much what I was actually about to say to people. When you really do break that down and you look at that number, if you're looking for a home in that sort of median sort of area, that's, you know, as you said, $10,000 a month. Um, so if people do sort of sit back and go, oh, I might just wait, I'll see what happens. If you are waiting and this does continue the way it is or improve more and, and continue to go up, um, you're looking at probably around that 10000 plus um, per month that it's actually going to cost you more next month. Absolutely. Um, and then unit price um, changes are also showing a similar trend, although that trend is a little bit stronger on the, the upside. Um, so when we look at unit values, um, according to CoreLogic, we've had 0.9% growth over the month of April. Um, and the quarterly trend for unit price growth, according to CoreLogic, is now demonstrating a 1.1% increase in values. Um, and for those that want to quantify what the change over a one month period 
has been to get into the market at the median value for a unit, which is $498,374. That's a change of $5,959 over a four-week period um, based on 0.9% growth. So um, again, just a number to, to keep track of if you are thinking of getting into the market, um, because if you're looking at recent sales and and trying to factor in the price in the current market it's important potentially to consider what direction the market might be moving really good way to look at that those numbers i think when you talk about percentages but when you actually break it down to numbers i think that's a really nice simple way for people to understand that the, how the market is moving and those little changes um what they can actually do back up onto the home prices sorry we didn't touch on that prop track um so they've, they've shown a monthly increase of 0.17 percent um, and that takes the median value to $807,000. So prop track in line with CoreLogic data there for the home price changes, um, whereas prop track showing something slightly different in the unit segment of the market, it showed negative 0.02 change in Brisbane unit values over the month of April. Again, just not sure why that trend is different to CoreLogic, but important for us to highlight that the two data sets in this instance are a little bit conflict conflicting. Now, I know that we've, we talk about this a lot and we talk about this rental market and how it's extremely, extremely tight. Um, the rental side of it, what's what's the latest on that side of things? Look, we um, all know and we hear, we hear it often in the news um, and in the media that there is um, a rental crisis going on in Brisbane. Rental vacancy rates are still at record lows, although I will say that um, with the April data that's just been released by SQM Research, there's been a really small uptick uh, of 0.1% change in, in total vacancies across the city. So we look at March, we're at 0.9% citywide vacancy rate, uh, but in April, we're at 1%. Now, if we break those down into some of the regions, most regions showed a change of 0.1% um, up on their vacancy rate across um, the months from March through to April. The only areas that remained stable were Ipswich and West Brisbane. So if we run through some of the current vacancy rates for the Beanley region, we're sitting at 0.7%. The CBD, 1.1%. East Brisbane, 1.1%. Inner Brisbane, also 1.1%. Ipswich sitting at 1.3%. Now you'll recall that's one of the regions that had no change over the last month, but we have been seeing um, an increasing trend in vacancy rates throughout that region since August 2022. So um, the stabilisation this month perhaps um, is an indication that um, that is starting to, to change. Northern Brisbane, 0.9% current vacancy rate. Southeast Brisbane, 1.2%. Southern Brisbane at 1% and West Brisbane, 0.9%. Again, one of the areas that had no change over the last um, month. Very, very tight on the rental side of it. And, and it was interesting that most of those are that, as you said, there was only two um, areas that were different to the 0.1%. So interesting that it's so consistent over the board. And one thing that um, I'd like to give a little bit more depth to this month is the rental vacancy rates in the unit market versus the housing market. Um, when we look at the 10-year average for units in Brisbane, the 10-year average vacancy rate has been 4.1%. Now, that's off the back of the oversupply that we had in the inner city unit market, especially um, from around 2016 and the years that followed. Um, right now, the unit vacancy rate is 0.7%. That's actually tighter than the housing market. Uh, when we look at the long-term trend in Brisbane for 
um, housing vacancy, it's sitting at 3%. So right now we're sitting at 1.3% for all houses across Greater Brisbane. So um, you can see based on this information um, that units at 0.7% vacancy, houses at 1.3% vacancy, uh, we've actually got uh, a tighter vacancy rate in the unit market. And, and perhaps that's why we're still seeing more upward pressure on unit uh, price or rent prices than housing rent prices. So when we look at the annual change in rents in the unit market, we've seen 16.5% change in Brisbane. Now that's off the tight of a tighter vacancy rate in that segment of the market. But the important thing to note is that that trend is still um, continuing upward, meaning the annual change in Brisbane unit rents is still trending upward. When we look at the annual change in house rents in Brisbane, it's currently sitting at 10.3%, but we did reach the peak rate of growth a few months ago there. So perhaps as the housing vacancy rate starts to creep up a little bit in the city, um, we're starting to see the pressure on or the upward pressure on rents um, ease. And potentially that's because a lot of people or a lot of tenants are reaching their affordability cap and there's just no potential for them to pay more. Um, but this is something that will play out in the months ahead. Yeah, some interesting information there that you've got on those um, that rental side of things as well. Yes, I think that, you know, the, the rental price um, affordability, if you like, it, it's going to become more problematic in some locations compared to others. And um, if you listened to our episode on you know, the breakdown of, of the, the demographic data here in Brisbane, it's very relevant to, to understand which locations might reach those um, rental affordability um, situations sooner than others. At the end of the day, it, it is relative to someone's capacity to pay more rent as to how far rents might be able to go. Um, and look, you know, if we look, for example, on the last census data, um, by the Australian Bureau of Statistics in 2021, suburbs including areas like Caboolture, Deception Bay, Sandgate, Scarborough and Waterford West, they had a larger than average portion of their population who were spending 30% or more of their take-home income on rent. And this was well before a lot of these areas experienced rental price growth in excess of 20%. So, you know, paying more than 30% of your take-home income in rent, it's actually a benchmark which defines rental stress. And these are some of the areas where we might find rents ease much faster than other areas. On the contrary, there's other areas such as Barden, Camp Hill, Upper Kedron, and even Wilston that have a much lower portion of their resident population who are in rental stress. And this is why that demographic um, data becomes really important. So if you are a property investor looking to invest your money, and especially if a rental return is important to you, but also if that capital growth is important for you, understanding who lives there and their capacity to pay either rent or, or pay for a home is critical in understanding the future performance because when we look at the last 10 years when interest rates were only ever declining and getting lower um, that is a different type of investing um, compared to a, a higher interest rate environment um, where we see some of these um, rental stress situations come into play and and what's happened in property here in in areas of greater brisbane especially in the last four or five years it's not going to be the same as what we're going to experience in the next four or five years so don't look backwards and um and assume that what's happened very recently is going to continue to happen in the future it's really critical to get expert advice if you don't understand the fundamentals yeah for those property investors that's definitely something you need to consider because the location that could also that'll change what what 
growth you'll have in that uh, the rental side of it as well. So making sure you're buying those right locations that will keep growing in value and also the rent side that people can afford to pay that rent as well. Um, the demographics and the people that are living there can actually afford to pay that rent increases as they go along. And of course, if we start to see more and more tenants um, reach that that point of rental stress, we will we will see, and I think we've already started to see this in Brisbane, that, that tenants will make a compromise on how they live and the type of dwelling that they will live in. Because if not, if they don't and they want to stay in a house, they're going to get pushed further and further away from the CBD. And that brings other um, lifestyle changes such as increased commute times, changes of schools um, and and more inconveniences to the family unit. So we've already seen this heightened demand in um, the unit market and the townhouse market. And perhaps this is another reason why we've seen a shift in the demand based on affordability, you know, for people to stay in the same locations. If they cannot afford a house, they might be looking at an alternative product type such as a unit or a townhouse so that they can stay in the same location. It provides a more affordable option without having to compromise on the lifestyle that they've become accustomed to. Um, but you know, keeping in mind that rents in that segment of the market in units and townhouses are still escalating and are still increasing month on month. So you know, that segment of the market has not yet potentially reached its affordability cap. So a bit of a summary. Overall, property for, for property owners obviously looks very positive, um, not so bright for tenants. Um, that, as we say, rents are going up and, and it's very, very, very hard to find a property as well. So but property owners, investors, um, it does look very promising and everything looks looks uh, quite rosy on that side of things. Yeah, and I think that, you know, let's not forget the very short but sharp downturn that um, Brisbane experienced in, in those median property price values. Um, we hit the peak of the market in June 2022. Here we are in May 2023, and we're suggesting that, you know, the bottom of the market is now behind us um, based on what we're seeing on the ground, but um, fundamentally based on very low supply, uh, but also this heightened demand coming back in the market. And, and based on what we're seeing, you know, and we've said this for a number of months, quality is still attracting very high demand and quality is selling fast. And I'd argue in the last four weeks, yet again, we've seen more properties sell after that first open home. We're seeing sales agents put pressure on buyers again to make quick decisions. And we're starting to see buyers um, bring that FOMO or that fear of missing out back into the purchasing process. Um, when buyers have FOMO, they can often take risks and that's not something that we would ever encourage buyers to do. So, you know, being in a position to understand a property, complete all of the due diligence up front, understand pricing before you physically inspect is really critical um, in a market that might be a faster moving market so that you're not making an emotional decision off the back of pressure from a sales agent who might be closing offers very quickly. Um, so our recommendation is do that work up front before you inspect because a lot of agents are closing offers again uh, quickly, especially when it's a property that you're lining up to get into um, on, on a Saturday at an open home. And we're seeing a lot of evidence of that again in certain pockets around the city. Yeah, and why wouldn't, why wouldn't people want to move up here? We're still seeing good numbers moving up to Brisbane. I do touch on this and I tease on this all the time that the weather's not too bad up here. <laughs> uh, we, did, we had a little bit of rain around lately, but um, it's still beautiful for, for this time of year um, where we do get those chilly nights and uh, the sunshine during the day. Um, so still getting high numbers in migration um, and also work. You know, people up here, there's, there's so many jobs for people that, um, that, you know, if you want a job, there's, there's jobs out there for people to get. So people are migrating, people have got work um, and people that migrate need somewhere to live. 
So um, that will keep pressure on that rental side of it as well um, and increase the numbers of buyers out and about. And, you know, Queensland as an economy is performing extremely well when our economy is compared to all of the other states around Australia. And in fact, just recently, Comsec um, put out their state of states state of the states report um, and Queensland ranked very closely behind Tasmania um, uh, in second place. And the strength here in Queensland does relate to relatively high population growth um, but and also low levels of unemployment. Um, however, the weaknesses were in relation to construction. Now, if we think of that from a property fundamentals perspective, we may not have high levels of construction, which means we've got fewer properties being built, which is creating more of a supply issue in the future. If we had high levels of construction, that meant that would mean that we would be bringing more um, dwellings into the market for people to potentially purchase. So even just looking at the the strengths and weaknesses of in Queensland and how that might relate back to you know property owners or property investors looking to get into the market, we we don't have a huge volume of supply that's coming into the market because construction has slowed down so much, and therefore you know what we've got is effectively um, limited supply already with no prospects for for good um, solid um, improvements in the supply pipeline. So, you know, with population continue, continuing to increase, that's going to put further pressure on uh, the rental market because everyone needs a home, whether they're renting. Um, but we're also starting to see some of those renters who, who get to the point where if they have the capacity to buy, they will buy because, you know, they're finding it harder and harder to, to rent and those rents are escalating very rapidly at the moment. So people are starting to make that decision to, to move into the market as a buyer. So, you know, that's putting pressure on the rental market, but also the home buying market, which already has higher demand. Bit of an example on the ground, um, some auctions attended um, last weekend here that our team were out and about. Uh, a property at Stafford, 11 registered bidders, five actually um, bidding at that auction. It sold for 1.65 mil. Another one at Ashgrove, there were four bidders on that one, sold for 1.415. In Kenmore, five bidders at that one, sold for 1.16. Another one at Kedron, seven registered bidders, six actually live bidding, um, sold for 2.65 mil. Another one at Aldley, it actually passed in, um, but they're working with conditional buyers on that one. So you can see the numbers on those auctions. Uh, they're, they're strong numbers. Um, when you're getting four or five um, people actually bidding, um, they're good, strong numbers as well. A-grade properties, um, as Melinda touched on earlier, those A-grade properties, agents are selling quite quick. Um, they're giving a little bit more time, maybe. Um, maybe after the weekend, they might close it on a Monday or a Tuesday. But those A-grade properties are selling fast. If you're interested, um, again, as Melinda said, that tip, if you're interested in a property, let the agent know you're interested, talk to them about it. Um, and make sure you're ready to go because it could sell quite fast. I hope that's been um, a valuable update to help you understand what the data is showing here in Brisbane and also what we're seeing on the ground. Of course, our team get out to, you know, 10 to 15 properties every Saturday to see in real time what's actually happening. And there's no better um, analysis than being on the ground. That qualitative information gets you ahead of the data and that data is that quantitative information that comes through once properties have settled. A com combination of both um, puts you at the forefront of making the best possible buying decisions um, when you are looking to get into the market, especially as an investor, but also as a home buyer here in Brisbane. Um, if you are interested in 
um, ensuring that you don't miss out on future episodes, um, hit subscribe um, and head to our website. You can subscribe to our podcast, um, streamlineproperty.com.au. Hit the podcast tab, enter your details, and we'll send you a weekly email to let you know when the new episode is up. Um, There's also bonuses for subscribers that will be coming within the next four weeks. So look out for those if you do choose to subscribe uh, to the podcast. Um, There'll be additional bonuses for you that we'll talk about in future episodes. And thanks to all our loyal listeners that listen all the time. We appreciate it. And it's lovely to talk to people as well that say they enjoy the podcast. Um, Market update complete. I will let Melinda wrap it up as I normally do. Um, as we've said, keep an eye out for the uh, coming up episodes um, of, with Tim Lawless and um, some other exciting guests. So we'll have uh, more of those coming shortly, but I'll let Melinda wrap it up. It's been great talking. Thanks very much and bye for now. As always, if you have enjoyed the content that we've shared today, please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast. We always love hearing um, from our listeners and, um, and and obtaining that feedback from you. Share the podcast with friends and family as well. It's the way that we more people get to um, hear some of the information that we shared um and you know now that we are the number one uh podcast here in brisbane obviously we're keen to continue to grow our audience and share more information with um with a wider group of individuals as always um we hope you have a fabulous week and we look forward to speaking with you again soon thank you so much for your time bye for now thanks for tuning in today please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances if you like today's episode don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on itunes and of course tell your friends about us if you would like to get in contact please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.